everybody, you are welcome to episode 8 of the Waffle Box podcast and this is series 2 and once again this is for Keith's sake, not anybody else's sake. He's actually back in Dublin this week folks, he's on the other line there. Hello Dublin and hello Keith. Hello, this isn't the Eurovision Chris. <laughs> it kind of did turn into the Eurovision. This is exactly second. like the Eurovision. Jesus. Keith, this is Galway calling yeah. and this is Chris. Neil Pa. I'm actually here. I'm in Dublin. I've got Wi-Fi. It's, it's great to see you out of the sex dungeon because the yeah, yeah. that leather must have chafed like a bastard. It has, yeah. I have a rash everywhere. But sure, look, these are the small little joys in life, you know, that we all have to put up with every now and again. I've managed to escape from the dungeon. I'm back up in the big smoke. It's all it's all kicking off here up in Jackie land. Do you know something? I've never actually been so happy to see you back in your natural habitat. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? I don't know, it's just a lot easier, put it that way. Right, okay, right. If you Turned only up. knew the fucking half of it, folks. Let's not go into all of that right now, Chris. So anyway, how has your week been? My week has been absolutely magnificent. I have been busy painting. Oh, yeah. Not portrait or landscape painting. I've actually been outside painting a house. So yeah, so I've got blisters all over my hand from all the slave labour I've been doing. Oh, <laughs> right, been okay. Busy painting and... I also joined a gym. I'm sure if people have been following at least this podcast and my story, you'll know that I don't go to gyms. I work out at home, or I had been working out at home because of my anxiety. I just wasn't able to go to gyms. But I've joined a gym, and I used it for the first time last week. And it's also got a swimming pool. Again, if people are following my story, they'll know my, not a phobia of swimming pools, but my kind of kind of anxiety around swimming pools since I was a child. Even though I was a qualified lifeguard and I can swim, it's not that. It's <laughs> well, you say qualified. Form, you only turned up for two fucking lessons. Go away out of that. I did it for like five years. <laughs> <laughs> well, you still can't fucking save anybody. You left your friend drowning at one point. Ah, yeah, I didn't say I was any good at it. I just said I was qualified. <laughs> I, didn't say, I didn't say I could do it. I suppose, yes, there is yeah. that avenue. Exactly, yeah. But I used to swim a pool twice. That's massive for me because obviously, like I said, I hadn't been to a gym in a long time, a public gym anyway, and I hadn't been to a swimming pool in quite a long time. That's what I've done. So we talked a few weeks ago about kind of doing you know, the wins and stuff like that, and that's a massive win for me to do that. But I have to say, I probably wouldn't have done it on my own. So I did it with someone else. Just wanted to give that a bit of a mention as well. The fact that it's very important, you know, to have support of people around you in your life. You said you did it with somebody else. What exactly did you do? To well, clarify for our listener. <laughs> they helped me escape from the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, so yeah. Yeah, it's great to have people in your life who are quite supportive of you, you know, so that was uh, quite important for me um, to do that. So anyway, so that's what I've been doing all week. What about you? No, firstly, that's absolutely fantastic. I'm mm. glad to see, because I know you've been doing a lot of, like, home mm workouts and uh, I know you've been kind of doing like weights and mm. I know that you've been doing football as well so to be fair like well done for you know getting back mm. out there and getting the fitness back up because I know you're a fitness head anyway mm. and I know you're you know a football supporter and all that like but how did it feel being back on a pitch playing with your balls again? Playing <laughs> play with my balls. It was absolutely fabulous I hadn't played with my balls in a while it was really <laughs> it was brilliant I really really enjoyed it. Yeah, because like I said, I'm not usually in Dublin. 
um, at the weekend. So because I'm back in Dublin this weekend, I've been able to actually go and play with my balls. Really, really good. I really enjoyed it, even though I've injured my knee doing it. I usually injure my back doing it, but I didn't injure my back this time. I injured my knee playing this time. And before anyone gives out to me, because I know who you are, yes, I did plenty of stretches. <laughs> it wasn't nothing to do with that. I actually just got a whack in my knee off somebody else. I'm hobbling around today. You know, You've got uh, great patience for that football lack because I can't watch it, never mm. mind even play it. I just I just can't see the fascination of a load of grown men running mm. around chasing a ball. Now, yeah. each to their own. Everyone mm. likes what they like. I'm not getting at it or I'm mm. not criticizing it. Like, I don't support the team, so I couldn't necessarily say anything. Like the story when I supposed to have met the Man United mm. team. Sure, they were the United team, but I didn't know who the fuck they were, to tell you the truth. Everyone has their own stuff, but I just don't find it all that interesting. So, you know, there mm. you go. I do know what it's like to get any injury and all that kind of shit. I do a lot of running. Yeah. running and treadmill yeah. running so like it's a fucking bitch and it hurts like hell especially yeah. when you're trying to go up and down stairs or if you rest up for a little bit when you're watching the telly and you go yeah. to get up and you think you're fucking okay and then all of a sudden mm. you go oh fuck yeah yeah, well, it hasn't swelled up yet, so I think that's a good sign, but it's... <laughs> we are still talking about your knee, are we? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why? I was never talking about my knee. Your third <laughs> leg. Once that didn't get injured, you're okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't got a sprain down there. I just, yeah. <laughs> just, yes. Dot, 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 dot. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> when I'm, I'm back in the dungeon, soon, I'm sure it'll be fucking... I'll be in bits with it. But anyway... No, to be honest with you, this week has been quiet enough for me. Just working away with the radio show um, on a few weeks break now as we record this episode. So I'm pretty much happy and content doing a bit of cleaning, the usual shite. Have you got the power washer back out, have you? No, no, I haven't been playing with that for a while. I don't yeah. need to take that out yet. But no, I'm just doing stuff around the house, to be honest, catching up on stuff. Um, I have been kind of catching up on a bit of telly stuff. Because I neglected to watch a few TV shows, so I am catching up on that kind of crack. It just got me thinking, because you're a child of the the 80s, we watched a TV series called ALF, which mm. I'm sure you remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually a recommendation, uh, believe it or not, I have to give these lads a shout out again. The afternoon show with Dave and Paul on Lockray Community Radio. Mm. They were talking about this a few months back now mm. on their show, whenever it was. Was ALF not from the 90s? Late 80s, 86 to 1990. Was it? Oh, okay. For those of you who don't know who Alf is, it's basically about an alien that crash landed in a family home. Mm -hmm. They had to keep him a secret because he was technically an alien and he would have been, you know, taken by the government to be dissected or molested or whatever way you want to fucking phrase it. It it was a childhood kind of TV series. And we were just watching that and the brother actually has a Alf push teddy. He took it out of the attic. And he's been messing around with it all week, quite literally taking pictures and putting it on his Instagram because neither of us in the Sherlock family have lives, as you can tell. Yeah, and not we do this kind of, Yeah, we sent in a picture to the afternoon show and they put it up on their Instagram as well. Right. So we, we did watch the series from start to finish and it was just great crack. So it just got me thinking of stuff that we did as a child. I'm a sucker for doing anything to relive childhood. I really am like, I'm still a child at heart but yes i'm in a, a grown man's body that's fucked but <laughs> snap <laughs> but just you know simple things it's like seeing a bouncy castle you know you see, you see kids and all that like making their confirmation and that have like bouncy castles in the front garden and yeah. you see 
with the hot weather that we had recently, you see them out with super soakers drenching mm. the fuck out of each other, yeah. which is all great. Like, and I'm up for that. I, I see a lot of adverts. Sadly, they're not in Galway lately, but for runs of color runs and bubble runs, like that is just the pure crack. And mm. that's an all ages thing. This is why it's an all ages thing, because you just want to relieve the childhood and go hell for leather. And I think that's a great source of happiness and fulfillment in life where you can just act like a kid and not worry about everyday life. I think that's so important to do. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It completely is. I mean, like, I remember when I was a kid, like, I mean, <laughs> we used to make kind of go-karts and that. Like you'd, like, you'd never see kids doing that these days. I mean, obviously with technology and that, and they're probably even playing their games and that, but... When we were a kid, like you'd find an old pram or something, you'd take the wheels off the pram and be nailing them to a, like a plank of wood and like a, a bit of rope and you'd be trying to make a steering wheel out of it and you'd be kind of pushing each other up and down the street on a homemade go-kart. Yeah. yeah you'd be outside for absolute hours and hours and hours playing playing games, you know. When I see kids even out on the street now playing it because it, it kind of just reminds me of when I was a kid, you know. I mean, I've got, mm. I've got small kids myself and you'd see them out playing, you know, like on their, their scooters or their their skates or whatever and I remember you'd be doing that like just watching them outside yeah. playing it's kind of it's nostalgic as well I didn't have a go-kart as a kid but my friend did mm. and I remember that you know he used to, we used to take in turns like driving around the estate and flying around and it was the the bee's knees and I've come off it a few times and caused so many injuries <laughs> to tell you the truth what we used to get up to as kids mm. was slightly different <laughs> to what yeah. you were doing. Now, does the, the standard game is like 40-40, you know, chasing each other around the place. Then there was this one, um, British Bulldog. Oh, yeah. And yeah, you, yeah. you used to, you yeah. rose as a kid and you used to yeah. chase. Then whoever got caught then would be on. You would start off at one person. Yeah, yeah. Chase down and mm. fucking hell, when you think about it, like we were fast fuckers when we were kids. But yeah. nowadays I can barely run fast enough to catch a fucking bus. <laughs> but like, it's just so weird to to see these games being played and you not be a part of them. So it's kind of like jealousy in my avenue. <laughs> no, like I just love all that kind of stuff. And I met a few friends there recently and we were talking about what we used to do when we were like teenagers. And this was only a couple of years ago, never mind childhood. <laughs> we used to sit around in the skate park on our phones doing complete fuck all. Yeah. And I'm like, this was only a couple of years ago. Like we think about getting together and just going to the skate park. Oh my God. Know, and grab like a fucking pizza or something and just... I thought you were going to say, bring a skateboard with you. I was like, you fucking kill yourself. <laughs> no, Jeez. fuck no. I did have a skateboard once, but yeah. we never used to skate on it. We had this hill in, in the back of the estate where I am, right? Mm -hmm. And none of us could skateboard to fuck. Mm. But we bought skateboards anyway. And we mm. used to just sit on the skateboards and roll down the hill as fast as we could, either on our bellies, you know, like flat out forward, thinking we were fucking Superman. And then we used to just sit on it and try and catch people to go down and, and race each other down. But we never done it for the purpose that it was made for. Nevertheless, we, we, we made our own games out of it and we were creative of what we were doing. Yeah, yeah. Before we were um, about to record this podcast, I was looking at my son and he's uh, playing he has a ps4 i think he has and he was playing like fortnite or something and i was just kind of you know i was thinking about you know like when i was a kid and that and i had a commodore 64 oh, do you know what that is have you heard i of that? know what it is but i've yeah. never seen one yeah yeah so i had a commodore 64 and it'd take about 20 minutes to load a game up it's just the difference now and i had like yeah i think i had like three games for it and i had one called paperboy 
And I know loads of people are listening to this going, fuck yeah, I remember that. Google Paperboy, you'll know what it is. It's basically just like a guy on a bike, you know, like a real kind of basic and you fling him mm. papers in, you have to avoid stuff. I had another one called Outrun. I think Outrun was on the Commodore 64, which was a car game, you know. I had another one, I used to love this game called, I think it was something something Ninja, and Return of the Ninja or something like that. I used to love that. But by the time the game loaded up, you're nearly fed up waiting for it. You just wouldn't want to play anymore. It'd be a tape and you'd put it into the tape and or you put tape into the little machine and whatever and it'd load up and you'd get this kind of um, lions, coloured lions going across the screen mm-hmm. and it would be making this sound like a fax coming through type of sound. And that was the game loading up. And I swear to God, it would genuinely take about 20 minutes to load a game up. I'm not even kidding you. I just love how you yeah. compare the fax to being something current in this day and age. Mm. And faxes are far from fucked as well. <laughs> I know they still your, exist. But I like, know, but it's the only thing I could think of that actually <laughs> made that sound. Or an old internet dial-up dial, sound. Yeah, that type yeah. of sound was the sound that you'd hear like the television making when the game was loading up. It's just interesting like compared to the way things are now. Like Everything's mm. so instant. And it's great like because yeah. I suppose as human beings in this fucking century and in, in, in this era... We mm. we don't have long attention spans, so I yeah. can see why games have kind of copped on with the times. And so be it, yes, there is a lot more better graphics and so on without yeah. going into all that detail. Can you imagine kids waiting for 20 minutes now for a game to load up? Are you, like, they would actually be fucking pulling their hair out. Oh, they would. <laughs> They're losing like, their shit, they would. I mentioned on this podcast before, where, you know, when I was talking about, like, anger. My mm. friend having anger issues when he was trying to do a quick snipe on a game. If he had to literally sit through that... Yeah. And never mind quick snipe, and that's a whole different issue. Yeah. Anger would be purely fucking up the ranks at this point yeah, in time. Yeah. We used to actually at Halloween now. I might have said this before on the podcast, but I'll just quickly say it again. And I apologize if I'm repeating the story, but when we were kids, like Halloween was great crack. Mm. And it wasn't for the sake of going trick-or-treating to get candy. It was all about bonfires. Mm. Like we would start yeah. collecting for the bonfire in fucking September. And we used to hide mm. it in like back alleys, in yeah. in our gardens, yeah. collecting tires, crates, mattresses, whatever we could get our hands on. Like our houses used to look like dumps for, for Halloween. And all our mothers and fathers used to go crap. <laughs> they used to let us do it because they knew it was only for a few weeks. But by the time Halloween came, they were damn glad that all the stuff was being shifted out on Halloween day. Because we used to get raided. No, honest to Christ, it was like war. We, we used to... <laughs> Yeah, because hey, neighbouring estates would have bonfires too. I can't name the names, but like they used to have a, a big bonfire and we used to compete with that. And we used to stack it as high as we could get it and this and that. And it was just fantastic. And all that is gone now. Like mm. if you're lucky enough to have a bonfire in your village now, mm. it's a fucking blessing but or your estate. But where we had it, like, it used to be about maybe 40 foot tall nearly. We used to, like, stack it with crates. And it used to be a fucking health and safety hazard. But once it was lit, it was lit. No one could do anything about it. I think our highest one must have been around 20 feet or 30 Mm. feet. Yeah. I'd say, actually, 30 feet would be way too tall. I'd say around 20 foot high would be the, the, the highest 20 to 25 definitely it's not as if we had a quantity surveyor there measuring our, our architectural spectacular fucking mm. monument that we had built but they were high and they were oh, great yeah. well, there was one where like um in, in front of my grandparents house in front of their green every Halloween it was a tradition where all the cousins and the, the aunties and uncles we, we, we'd all go to 
you know my grandparents' house and to this bonfire because just like you were saying, this bonfire and well, I didn't I didn't uh, make it, but like those. It was massive, like it was absolutely enormous. It was like a tower of fire. My uncle would get um, fireworks and he'd let them off. And it was like, it was a tradition and you'd be looking forward to it for ages, you know. Those days are gone now, I suppose. Well, I mean, like kids do still enjoy it. I mean, I, like I said, my small kids, and they still enjoy it now. But yeah, you'd be lucky to see a bonfire anywhere around now. Well, this is it. Like, it wasn't necessarily that, how high they were and how how well lit they were was a great thing to have. I'd love to be able to go, right, let's go and collect again. And, you know, let's get all the team together and go hell for leather. I'd love to do it. But mm. if we got caught doing it now, we'd be arrested. If you get away with it as a kid, is just unreal. But they were the fucking happy days. They really yeah. were. Now, yeah. there is stuff you can do now. Like I said, like, you know, getting a bouncy castle and doing the safer stuff and the stuff mm. that you're not going to get fucking killed for. Oh, the times were so different. And... I think nowadays kids would look at you if they saw hard labour as a fucking chore. Like we willingly went out. I remember coming back to my house in a panic because I got a nail stuck in my fucking hand. The mm. mother would be like worried as hell, you know, because I'm bandaged up. But yet we would still go out and collect. We'd come in, get bandaged up, get a quick something to eat, you mm. know, have our chicken nuggets and chips and fuck back out again. And nothing was ever said. And if we turned up at the house in a squad car, it'd only be like... Squad car. Yeah, this is how it used to happen. I friends of mine used to turn up at their houses in squad cars because they used to nick tires from um, a tire factory or yeah. a garage or something, and we used yeah. to just get them to burn them, not not because they we were ne- we needed them for anything. But it's nice to go back and relive stuff like that as much as possible. The reason why we're talking about this is for happiness purposes. Mm. So, like, if there's one thing that you used to do as a kid, whether it's play a console do a certain sport as a kid. Like what you were saying, Keith, earlier about just going out, getting fit, you know, just enjoying football because mm. one, you're a fan and two, it's good exercise. But no mm. matter what it is, if you used to play a game as kids, whether it was British Bulldog, get all the friends together, for instance, or 40-40, why the fuck not? Get them together somewhere and, and relive it for one evening. Get people yeah. together. If you have to do a Facebook event, fucking do it. You know, mm. never mind a night out. Take the time out for yourselves and do something that you used to do as a kid. Now, yeah. I wouldn't suggest going into a kid's bouncy castle area because 20 adults in a bouncy castle area probably <sighs> would not look great. But no. having said that, go to like something like jump lanes, a big trampoline park, or yeah, whatever yeah. you can do as adults yeah, within yeah. the kids' range. Go do something like that. But that's why jump zones exist for kids, yes, but and for adults too. Yeah. So whatever way you can incorporate it into your life, no matter what you used to do as a kid, I just can't reiterate that enough. Go do something, set up a meeting, set up a, a play day. And if you do do it, you email in pictures. Yeah. Yeah. So send in pictures, tag us in uh, Waffle Box Pod IRL. We, we'll be only happy to see it. We were talking, remember you, or I was telling you about Subudio. Like I used to play that as a kid. And I had me thinking then afterwards, like, Jesus, I wonder where, where I could get like some. That's a beauty on mat, some little little men to play with. You could nearly you know? make them; they were that cheap. <laughs> yeah, you probably could actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and of course we've spoken about like we're not going to do a nail, but like you know the Lego and stuff and that. Like I mean, we were chatting earlier on, and I was saying to you, I went down a rabbit hole one day on YouTube of watching old eighties cartoons. You know, just for like nostalgic reasons, and it was great cracking. I was watching them. Um, like it was watching He-Man, you know, the, the, the ones we all watch, He-Man, and I remember watching Brave Star, and I watched Thundercats, and you know, 
all these type of things, you know. <laughs> she must have been sitting there for two hours just watching old 80s cartoons, and it was absolutely brilliant. I <laughs> loved it. Why mm. the fuck not? Do you know, that's what myself and the brother did when we watched Alf, because mm. we just thought, well, we're going to be watching stuff anyway, and it just suited us that it was a short series, only or short episodes, and mm. it was only like 20 minutes per episode. So yeah. we watched maybe two or three at a time, or we just watched one, and it was just... The innocence of it was great. Just everything about it was just great. I just can't re- reiterate that enough. And yeah. Alf and all these shows, like Thundercats. Now, I didn't know the other ones because they were before my time. And that's genuinely not a joke. I don't mm. remember them. These are shows that you can go back and watch. And we talked about other like retro shows of the mm. higher end 80s, such as Knight Rider, the 80s. Mm. All these sticking to children's shows it's just no matter what it is like for me when i was growing up i was watching like fucking teddy tubbies barney mm. yeah uh we had fairly odd parents on nickelodeon but we had like saved by the bell as well and saved that by was, the bell. yeah like they were stuff that we were watching as kids but we were still watching the cartoon stuff like dexter mm. and his laboratory and stuff yeah, what else were we watching Jesus Christ, I can't remember half of it now. Oh yeah, Top Cat was one. Top Cat, yeah. Well, yeah. that would have been repeats. Top Cat was from like the 60s or something like that, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, oh yeah. And yeah. I'm sure everything by Warner Brothers was repeated. The likes of Looney Tunes yeah. and um, the Animaniacs. And they the were all repeats yeah, yeah. at the time and they were yeah. just fantastic. Totally with you. I can see why you'd get sucked back in and having that nostalgic feeling. Yeah. So yeah, speaking of stuff as a kid, I want to kind of come away from that stuff, but... From kids to adulthood, pets is a crucial thing to have in a family home. Now, sometimes you might have started off with a pet mouse or a pet guinea pig, or some people would start off with pet snakes and all that kind of stuff, each to their own. But I think there's nothing like a cat or a dog. Now, I'm a dog person more so. Mm-hmm. I like cats. I have nothing against them, but my preference would be a dog. I did have a pet guinea pig or a pet gerbil or something like when I was younger. I think dogs are a man's best friend overall. Mm. And I know you've got dogs currently, and I've got a dog currently, a Yorkshire Terrier. And I had a previous dog, sadly, passed away a few years back. And he was a Yorkshire Terrier. And when I was a kid, I had a dog called Rambo. He was like a, he was a crossbreed between a sheepdog, not necessarily a retriever, basically like a sheepdog and like a spaniel, I think. Mm. Now, I don't remember much of him because he died when I was very young. So I think he was gone when I was about maybe four or five but I, I've seen pictures, there's pictures of me as a baby with him and my brother at, with him and stuff. And he was a stray dog that just wandered into the, our family's life. Oh, very good. We had another dog, uh, a Jack Russell, and we had him when I was like 12. So he was like my first kind of dog. His name was Bailey. And he was a very wild dog, as yeah. Jack Russell's are. Yeah, a yeah. fucking nightmare at times. But if you train them right... They're, they're okay, but this guy had come from a, a farm, so he was a bit wild as a pup, so it was kind of hard to get out of these bad habits, so in the end, we had to rehome him, right. but we had him for like a year, and he caused utter destruction. Right. And after that, then we actually got, well, it was a good few years later, about five or six years later, we got a, a Yorkshire Terrier called Basil, and we had him, Jesus, we had him for 14 years. He passed away with heart conditions and stuff. He was on tablets to beat the band. Yeah, yeah. When I was growing up, we always had dogs. I've never owned a cat in my life. So I'm, I'm, I just kind of might be a dog person as well. First thing the pet we had was it was a Labrador, a black Labrador. And he went missing 
gosh, we were all heartbroken. Um, my mother used to go for walks every day, and she'd bring his name was Chum because we named him after Pedigree Chum, so his name was Chum. Very creative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he's only about a year old, or maybe a year and a half, or whatever. I can't remember exactly what age he was, but um, he went missing one day when she was going for a walk because we lived out in the countryside, and she was kind of she'd go around kind of the country roads and that. And we found out afterwards that um, he he chased another dog that day because she wouldn't have him on the lead, but he'd walk right beside her. It was in the country roads anyway. And sometimes they would meet at this other dog. And of course, Chum and this other dog kind of became friendly. And this other dog sometimes would walk with them down. So the two dogs ran off one day into a field, never came back. And then we heard a week or so later on that the dog had been shot. Our dog had been shot by a farmer because he was oh. on his land. And uh, yeah, so we were all like, distraught but yeah like i know what you mean about like you can become very attached to your pets i think having a dog in the home is great as well it's great for great for morale it's great for kind of you know the family it's, it's even good for the kids you know like kind of learning how to kind of look after animals and respect animals and kind of taking care of them and stuff like that so yeah I've never owned a cat in my life never we've had stray cats but they never actually really came into the house they yeah. might have come inside the back door for a bit of fuss like attention but yeah. they've always fucked off, or they would have got fed. But with like, always <laughs> fucked off. Well, they did. That was, well, that's what cat's nature as such. Mm. Or they'd hang around the back garden if the weather was fine. And because our neighbour had a cat, yeah, I think it used to attract more cats in general. Oh, right. <laughs> so I think that's what it was about. You know, it was like the cats had their own posse, and they were planning to take over the world. I always imagined our back garden like cats and dogs. The movie. Oh and yeah. There was just utter domination going on in the backgrounds every time you see a cat or dog in <laughs> the area, plotting to kill us humans. I think dogs are just great for people. They do a lot of great things unintentionally, and they do things for the better. And to keep one's mind active, you know, because if you're living alone, then it can get someone out of bed to get up, go walk the dog. The like great you for said. companionship. Yeah, a great companionship overall. Again, talk about happiness from what we're on about with childhood memories. Like if you have, a, whether you have it from growing up or just recently in your life, a dog will always bring happiness and contentment into play because it's just something that's needed. To be fair, isn't it? Like it's, uh, yeah. I just can't put my head around people that harm dogs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know any I mean? animal, really, just harming animals. It's just, yeah. Yeah, but no, just you just can't see the logic. You know, like they are man's best friend. It could be your dad's dog and your or your mother's dog or your uncle's dog, but they still make time for everybody in the family. They they always pick one person. That's their mm. master, which mm. is fair enough. I remember I used to walk my dog Basil every day and he used to always only come to me for two things yeah. one if he was sick yeah because he saw me as the one to go to when he was sick because i'd look after him i'd bring him to the vet i would do that or when it came to walking because i'd walk him in the afternoons and then my mm. mother or my father would walk him in the evening on a shorter walk but yeah. he knew that i would be the one to bring him for a longer walk i never see him outside those hours <laughs> it was like that was it <laughs> I see you at one o'clock. He was just a little user. He just fucking used you. My dog, Basil, was very posh. Like, he'd only look at you if he wanted you. You know, in other words, you're the scum, and that's that. He was a very interesting dog that I had, this Yorkshire Terrier, for 14 years. And, you know, he he got old and he died. And that's Mm. the fact of the matter. It is sad, but it's the Mm. fact of life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I missed him for a few weeks after he had gone because 
the routine had gone, but the routine was slowly going because he got old and he wasn't walking as much, you know, and he wasn't eating as much. He got a good life. I was happy with that, you know, and that's all that matters. And I I did say that we should never get another dog in the house after Basil. But my dad decided to go out and get another dog. And it's called Milo now. And we do have a dog currently, but it's good for my dad because my mother passed away, as I talked about before on the podcast. Yeah. And when I'm not around, it's company for him. Mm, so we said yeah. this already, but company is great. As long as my dad is alive, there'll always be a dog in the house, no matter what happens, uh, because it's company when I'm not here. The dog keeps him going, mm. and he keeps the dog going. It, it really is good. And there is a, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, and I'll just say it quick, it's called Hatchy, A Dog's Tale. Richard Gere is in it. Fantastic no. movie. Yeah. If there's a movie that you go and sit down with your partner or your friend or whatever, watch Hatchy, but bring some tissues because right. it's it's happy, sad, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But just just watch a Hatchy a dog's tale. Fantastic movie. Yeah. But watch with caution. Yeah. Uh, okay. Have you always had dogs growing up as well? Mm. Yeah, I've always had dogs, yeah. When Chum went missing, and we we said the same thing that we wouldn't get another dog, and then um and then we did, we got this little um this little white bastard. <laughs> he was a West Highland Terrier, mm. and his name was Nike, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I named him. I should have named him Bastard. He was a little bollocks. Oh, like you... <laughs> Can you imagine in the park saying "Bastard, come here"? <laughs> Everyone's head will turn around to look at you. I saw this comedian one time and he named his he said he named his dog Stay. <laughs> so when he's in the park, like, come here, stay, come here, stay. The fucking dog didn't know where he was coming or going. But we got this little um this West Highland Terrier, and as you were saying earlier on, you know, like they, they pick a master and he he like was real attached to my mother. And she was the only one that like could even touch the dog. Even if you went to rub, pet this dog, you take the fucking hand off you. <laughs> and yeah, he would, he like you take the hand off you, little bollocks he was. You had him for a long time and then he went off to uh, the doggy heaven. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, we've always had we've always had dogs. We've never had anything else other than dogs. You know, I just thought of something you were talking about childhood memories, and we were, I was talking about painting earlier on. When when I was painting outside during the week, I was going up a ladder. We had to hire a ladder, and it was a kind of a tall ladder. And I was I was going up the ladder, and I don't like ladders, and I don't like heights anyway. And it reminded me of a story that um from when I was a child. Okay. Of my my father. So my father built this house out in the countryside, right? And it was a a big house, but it, it was a real kind of um the roof on it was real steep, right? Mm. Even when the house was being built, like I think it was a scaffold or so, or someone had fallen off the roof. So it was it was it was very steep anyway, and a tile loose or something. I can't remember exactly what was going on, but anyway, my father had this brainwave that. He was going to nail, and he's 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 a builder. I don't know why he, he did this, but he nailed this kind of piece of wood onto the end of the ladder, you know, to, to hook it over the ridge of the the roof. So here, he, so he's climbing up the ladder on the roof, you know, like nearly fucking vertical, you know. Mm. I was kind of on the ground looking up, and the ladder slipped off the ridge. Oh shit! <laughs> and he slid down the roof in the ladder. We had we had a basketball net. That was screwed to the gutter, you know, like the face of the, the gutter. So he slid down the roof. He went through the basketball net. What? <laughs> and the basketball net broke his fall. 
and he landed on the ground. Like he could oh have been killed, and I'm still laughing about it to this day. Oh my god! Well, I'll never ever forget it. I was crying with laughter when it happened because it was so funny. Like he was on the ground with the basketball net around his knees. He, 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 he was getting up. A lot of my mother was there was giving out to him because he was making. He was obviously winded, and he was getting yeah. up off the ground. He's like, like he, <laughs> he was trying to breathe. And my mother was like, like Tony, will you stop making that stupid sound? He got scared of kids. He was fucking nearly on his deathbed. I had to go into the house. I was oh, laughing that hard. Oh I had to go up to my bedroom, and I remember forget I was on the carpet on my knees crying with laughter i couldn't stop laughing but it just reminded me kind of when i was going up the ladder because the person i was with was like listen be careful going up this ladder yeah we'll be careful i just thought of that my fucking father falling off the roof on the ladder oh my god (laughs) (laughs) things like that happen but geez he was awful lucky he was lucky lucky. the basketball net broke his fall it genuinely did because he kind of got caught in it and he pulled it off the gutter with the screws and all came out she was kind of tackling and then oh. fell onto the ground. Like, and was this a two-story house or was it a one-story house? Just, yeah, it was a two-story house. It was a big house and the, the roof was really, really steep. So what happened was, right, so he was on the top part of it, but there's two roofs. Mm. So he slid down the top half and he landed on the second one. So that broke his fall first, slid down that one, <laughs> slid down that one into the basketball net. That broke his fall. And he landed on the tarmac on the driveway. So the the the, the, the second roof and the basketball net broke as fuck. Wow. What he thought that was funny. <laughs> you fucking sadist. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's time for our uplifting story, even though that's kind of cheered. Was that me not up. it? Was that <laughs> not it? Uh, no, to be fair, like you can see the fun in that, but you see oh the, the caution in it too. No, I this story I found as we were talking about dogs. I thought this would be very apt for our uplifting story mm-hmm. this week. We know what's going on in the Ukraine. Fucking pure shite that's going on over there. But this story that I'm about to tell you is a, a, about a woman who is in her nearly mid-80s. Nearly <laughs> mid-80s. Does that not mean she's in her early 80s? No, she's 86, actually. So, so late 80s. Yeah, so 86. And her name is Odessa. And right. she's from the Ukraine and she was basically woken up in the middle of the night when all the war broke out of the Ukraine yeah. by her son. Mm-hmm. And she didn't have time to get anything other than get her dog. Right. And her dog is a 12 year old Labrador who's black and the Labrador is called Tasha. Right. Now, they managed to get Tasha in the car and they make their way to the border to Moldova, which happened to be the nearest to them you know, to get on a train or whatever, to get out of there. But sadly, when they got to Moldova, um, they were told, no, the dog can't pass, that you need papers. Now, imagine saying this to somebody that's 86 in the middle of a fucking war. You can't dog, yeah. At the start of the war, more so. So Mm -hmm. basically, they said, because the dog has no papers, it can't pass through the country. So I can kind of understand the situation, but they should have been more understanding that this is a a Ukrainian looking Mm. for for refuge. So anyway, they got there and they were told no, and they offered to put the dog down for free for the simple reason that the dog can pass. So right. it turned out that they managed to find someone that was there and heard the story and said that they'll try and sneak the dog from Romaldova to Romania. Right. So 
basically that happened. So the dog managed and them managed to seek other ways of getting to Romania. So it took lots of time to do this, but they got they got there in the end. When it got to Romania, they were stopped yet again because of certain flaws. So it turns out that the 86 year old and her son had to abandon the dog with the Romanian family. So they said that they'd look after the dog and so on. Odessa and her son made it to Ireland in the end, believe it or not, and living in County Clare. And it turns out after a couple of weeks, well, a couple of months rather, when they landed here, eventually they were talking to, you know, charity workers, people helping them find their feet here in Ireland. Mm -hmm. And they came across this woman called Debbie Deegnan who actually works as a charity worker, a former charity worker, sorry, from Russia with Love was the charity. And apparently she knew a few people in Romania that would help dogs, you know, get over to the UK. So after many of efforts from various people, the dog Tasha managed to get from Romania over to the UK. Mm -hmm. And by the kindness of strangers, that heard about Odessa's story, the 86-year-old woman, they managed to get the dog from Romania to the UK, from the UK over here to Ireland. After a couple of months of leaving Tasha, the the 12-year-old Labrador in Romania, they managed to get it reunited with the 86-year-old here in Ireland. So they were reunited back in... April. So from February to April was the timeline. So yeah. that was an absolutely fantastic story, I thought. And a photographer, which is how I learned about this, was on a radio station in Ireland here called Today FM. Mm. And the photographer's name is Brendan Burke. He's mm. from shootmydog.ie. Now, not physical shoot, shoot my dog <laughs> as in shoot photographs. So shootmydog.ie. And he took some. <laughs> Very heartwarming photographs of Odessa and Lovely. Tasha. That can be found on the irishmirror.ie. The yeah. story is there. And if you go to shootmydog.ie, you can see the the photographer's photo that went up there. And it's just been absolutely amazing to see that, mm-hmm. you know, she was tore away from her best friend and her companion and reunited a few months later. Now, that is some story. Yeah. And it goes to show you what the Amazing. kindness of people can do, you know. Amazing. Jesus. Jesus, that dog's got some air miles in, hasn't it? This is it. Well, I'm telling you, he's fucking doing one better than Michael O'Leary from Ryanair. That's yeah. all I can say. Yeah. Some crack the dog had to go over to Ireland and then was shot. Shot by <laughs> No, 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 no. I heard this story a couple of weeks back and I just thought, I'm amazing. And yeah. I wanted to talk about it for a while, but thankfully... Mm. When we were talking with dogs today, we just brought it up. So, yeah, you can check it up on all the usual social media platforms. It hit RTE 61 News and all that as well. It really got its coverage. So if you just look up Odessa, Ukrainian person, and you you will see the story. It's there. Even though we, we still don't really share the links all that good on our social media, because Keith is in charge of this, folks, and he forgets to do it. So um, <coughs> if Keith remembers to put up the link, which I've just sent him as I'm talking about this, then he, he'll he put it up under our show promo. Yeah. <laughs> so I better go and unblock you, so. <laughs> that would help. That is it for today's podcast. So we hope you enjoyed the episode. 
get in touch with us if you have any stories if you found any stories like this you know for our uplifting story section fire it in if you want to talk about childhood memories fire it in whatever you want to talk about fire in yeah it's wafflebox at gmail.com wafflebox pod on twitter mm-hmm. and keith you can give the facebook one <laughs> don't know what it is uh, the waffle is it wafflebox podcast on facebook as well it's the same on instagram well no wafflebox pod on instagram yeah. isn't it is it that's bad just when go, the host just go to the website. Just go to the website, waffleboxpodcast.com. They're all up there. That's the easy. All bet. the links are up there and you'll find it from there. Mm. Make life easier for everyone. So basically, that's it, folks. Take it easy. We'll chat to you soon. He's been Keith Russell. The gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous Keith Russell, may I add. <laughs> oh, God, don't start. <laughs> oh, dear God. And he's Christian. <laughs> have to get out of here quickly. See you folks. Bye.